Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker. And this is where the culture meets scripture. Can't see even with the eyes open. Pride got us thinking we're whole, not broken. Soften hard hearts so we can see you. There's not a man that doesn't need you. Lord, give me strength, help me steadfast. Can't live for this, it won't last. We checked him on earth, yet expect heaven. We see our vanity and think blessings. Good is evil and evil is good, truth is out. Try to stand for Jesus for real, watch him call you out. Mortal Timothy be instant in season and out of season. Whether they celebrate you or boo you or give you a beating. They spring tolerance while they're intolerant. Hoping you bow to it, take the gospel, abolish it. Or greater accomplishment, take the gospel and alter it. Make it centered around you, see the offering the perfect gets. My Jesus, we praise you, we praise you Jesus. So how we love you, adore you Jesus. Until you say go sin no more and confront the lust that eats. We say we love them, but love our sin, our flesh deceives us Yet they go together like immigrants, Trump and visas Truth is not tolerated while they push ill agendas Denying basic truths of nature like switching genders An unspoken rule, don't talk about what is sin Like God is only love and won't judge us in the end Can't see you even with the eyes open Pride got us thinking we're whole, not broken Soften hard hearts so we can see you There's not a man that doesn't need you an outcast, it don't matter what they say, just have your way, God use me. My God, help me stand fast. Lord, help me stand fast. Help me run this race, keep the pace to the end. Don't give in, God, just use me. Help me stand fast. Lord, help me stand fast. When we read your word, I pray we follow through. Uh, we in a day and time where they bottle truth. Look you in the eye, still lie to you. you Flirting with the flames, let the fire proof. Sit there, no, don't say a word. No. You speak up enough, we sit you on the curb. We will honor you, keep it clean, don't leave a trail. Get out your lane, name ruin, Kimberwell. Persecution everywhere, but ain't no use in living scared. Uh. You understand that you in that, can't hold the gospel, gotta share. Yeah. When you let us see your fruit, living in the truth, give a good news, they hating what you do. Looking for a truth, rather wear a news, putting up my dues, stepping off my shoes. Ah. They have one agenda, but different groups. Yeah. They search for peace, but how they get it, have no clue. Many mm. antichrists, yeah. living a random life. True. But they make it a crime when you're showing the standard, the moment you're sharing Christ. Woo. Ignore scriptures just to shape our faith. True. Do what makes you happy, that's all you hear today. They can quiet us right now, I'm in a different space. Yeah. Lord, give me strength to stand if I'm confronted to my face. Can't see you even with the eyes open. Pride got us thinking we're whole, not broken. Soften hard hearts so we can see you. There's not a man that doesn't need you. I'll be an outcast, it don't matter what they say. Just have your way, God, use me. Help me stand fast. Lord, help me stand fast. Help me run this race, keep the pace to the end. Don't give in, God, just use me. Use me.
Yo, yo, welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. That was the featured song, Steadfast, from our album, Everything Changes. I wanted to play that to dedicate it to Pastor G. Craig Lewis, um, who just hosted Matt and I uh, this past weekend in Dallas at his church. We we had the privilege of participating in their youth weekend, and we had the opportunity to do a concert for the church on Saturday, as well as minister on. And so, man, we had a we had a phenomenal time. It was it was just great seeing all the people of God uh, come together, and also seeing so many young people on fire for Christ. Like that really inspired me. And Matt, um, as we were there just fellowshipping with everyone, and it was just dope to see the young people excited to read scripture and excited to sing unto the Lord, excited to en- encourage one another. And and man, it was just a blessed weekend. So shout out to ABC for the hospitality, for welcoming us. Uh, we truly view them as family. And so I wanted to start the show off with the song Steadfast because Pastor G was explaining to us this past weekend how much that song means to him and how uh, that song has ministered to him. And that song truly represents his his testimony. And that and that just really blessed me, me and Matt, because um, we've been greatly impacted by EX Ministries and and um, before we ever even knew we would have an opportunity to fellowship and know Pastor G. Um, and so that's, that means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Also, shout out to Jay Bryan and, and, and just, you know, him inviting us and, and hosting us. You know, we, we we're both from Detroit and I know he, he's in Texas serving uh, ABC under with ABC under uh, Pastor G. Craig. And and so, man, it was good just rapping with him and just seeing so many different faces. And um, I most definitely uh, look forward to visiting again and in, in, in the fellowship. But listen, so this is the show where I'm going to be dealing with uh, the Kirk Franklin and the Street Preacher incident that happened. I know a lot of you guys, and I kind of set it up last week with last week's show. I asked you guys to, I asked you guys two questions uh, concerning uh, this incident that happened. It went viral. You know, I've been hearing a lot of um, commentary around this incident uh, where the street preacher was out preaching the gospel, preaching outside of Kurt Franklin's concert venue and then he began to rebuke people and and rebuke Kirk Franklin for preaching uh, what he believed to be what he believes to be a false gospel and as he was going um, someone alerted Kirk Franklin or, or Kirk heard heard the street preacher preaching and Kirk Franklin came out videotaping to um confront the the street preacher and as Kurt Franklin came out to to um confront the street preacher um the street preacher began to um rebuke Kurt Franklin and tell him to repent for preaching a false gospel and and so I'm gonna play that 
that particular clip here in a second. But I, I had a lot of people because I shared, I shared not the not the original video, but I shared the follow up video that was put out by the street preacher, where he's explaining why he did what he did, and um, he actually sat down with Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin invited him to sit down with him after the concert for them to dialogue over the scriptures. And so I shared um, the video of the young man sh uh, explaining why he did what he did. And within the video, he shares snippets from him, he and Kurt Franklin's meeting. But um, per his word, Kurt Franklin's Kurt Franklin and his team did not want to release the video, so he was only able to show certain snippets and, and things of that nature. But um, I had a lot of you guys respond on that Facebook post and hit me up on Twitter and give me your opinions and everything concerning the situation. And one of the reasons why I'm t I want to I want to deal with with this particular incident is because I believe it is an opportunity for us as the body of Christ to, to uh, uh, look at circumstances like this through a biblical lens. Because one of the things that I've been saying since I, I, I've started the Path of Revelation podcast, uh, one of our slogans is um, where the culture meets scripture. Um, and I always stress the importance of us as believers viewing culture through the lens of the Bible and not allowing culture to shape how we view the Bible. Um, and, and it's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so what I what my goal has always been and what my goal is, is to encourage Christians and challenge Christians to examine themselves and, 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 and start having a biblical worldview concerning every area of their life. And so that's the challenge that I put out. And so what I want to do is I want to share this clip uh, from the street preacher and, and Kurt Franklin's interaction. Um, and because it's just audio, um, Kurt Franklin uh, approaches the street preacher as he's preaching on the megaphone, calling um, and the and the street preacher begins to engage Kurt Franklin and tell him to repent, and then Kurt Franklin walks up on the street preacher. And so this is the clip from Kurt Franklin and the street preacher's interaction. Numbers, your days of not even reading your Bible, going and getting up for filthy lucre's sake. All you do is catch a paycheck at the BET Awards. How dare you go and be friendly with the world? Don't you read your Bible? James 4, 4, you adulterers and adulteresses, don't you realize that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Therefore, whoever is a, hate, a, a lover of the world is a hater of God. You sat there rubbing shoulders straight. You rub shoulders straight with the world. And you didn't stand up at the PET Awards and say, Hey guys, Jesus is coming back soon and the Bible says in the book of Revelation that the blood will be up to the horse's bridle. Because the blood of the sinners and no one's warning people. The Bible says your prophets were false because they did not warn you of the sin that leads you to calamity. Now you didn't believe that I said Jesus is Lord at the BT Wars? That's not enough, sir. The Bible says if you, if I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you don't warn them, their blood is on your hands. And you got a lot of people at the BT Awards that have, you got a lot of blood on your hands, sir. 
You got a lot of blood on your hands. That's what I'm here to tell you. And how do you, you got a lot of blood on your hands. Jesus? Like now, do you think that this is the right way to share with me that I'm not doing what you believe is Jesus? You, you, you're not listening in the churches. The Bible says wisdom cries aloud in the open streets. How do you know I'm not listening to preachers? And how do you know that Your I'm not accountable? Your preachers are drunk with wine of Babylon. Haven't you read to the book of Revelation? They're drunk with the wine. So you're saying that every preacher I talk to is drunk with wine. Well, if they, if you, if the preachers that you talk to were not drunk with wine, you know what they would tell you? What would they tell you? When me? you go to the BET Awards, rebuke, reprove, and correct. All scripture is useful. And I'm supposed to do that at an award show. Oh, uh, yes. The Bible in, says if you don't warn minutes. them, their blood is on your hand. And, and in, three saying, minutes, in three minutes. In three minutes. If I had three minutes in front of the world, I would tell them that wrath is coming. They better repent. That's what I would tell them. Okay, so because what you did is just say to them, "Keep on singing the lullaby, everybody. See you later. Go to hell." That's what it was. Maybe that's you what didn't it watch was. The same show. Maybe you didn't watch no, the same I show. No, I watched it. You're, I want to love nobody but you with your nice little Michael Jackson moves, sir. Sir, you need to repent. Those moves will send people to hell, sir. My sir. dance moves will send people. Not to your hell. dance moves, but because you're not doing the right thing with your lips. You honor God with your lips, but your heart is far from Him, sir. If you love Jesus, you would hate what is evil. The Bible says, love must be sincere, hating what is evil and clinging to what is good. Well, I tell you what. You know how many kids are getting shot up in the streets because of what's at the BET Awards and what's being promoted there? They're being shot because of the BET Awards? No, because of the people that are being promoted at the BET Awards. People are being shot in the streets because Yeah, you see these people talking about, I took nine bullets and I did this and look at how cool I am. I got all the honeys and I got all this. That's what's creating all the greed in the streets. Why don't you not do this? Why don't you not do this? When the concert is over? Why don't you not sit down and open the word of God and break bread? Sure. I can't. I, I, I won't break bread until you no, repent, no. sir. Well, no, no. I'm saying this. But, I, but I can talk God. to you. I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's open up the word of God together. And let's break the word like the words of iron sharpens iron. Okay. Let's open up the chains. Okay. Uh, I can I can agree with that. But, I, but I'm not going to shake your hand, sir. Well, Second John, know your Bible. Second John, people. The Bible says whoever doesn't preach the same gospel, do not even wish them God's speed. Otherwise, I'm a partaker in your evil deeds, sir. What you did at the BET Awards was nothing but a sham before God. Now, I'll talk, I'll sit down and talk with you, but I can't agree with you, sir. Because when I agree with you, I'm saying you are in Christ, and I don't believe that's the truth. Shaking my hand. Yeah, the Bible says don't even wish them to speed. I'm just obeying scripture, sir. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, 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 no. Well, well, coming to the concert, yelling that I'm going to hell. Well, guess what? You wouldn't, you wouldn't let me come up into the concert and say, "Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I want to talk to you about something, man." You know. What, 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 what am no, I doing right now? Trust me, man. I've, I've been to many right places now. with many, many high ups. They don't, they don't Have come you out. Have you ever met me? I met you now. Okay. And I'm telling so you the, what the Bible right. says. So after the concert, okay. Let's sit down and open the Word of God. I'm coming. Okay. We'll do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was the interaction between. Kurt Franklin and the street preacher. <laughs> Pretty raw, right? Yeah. So so I asked two questions last week on last week's show to kind of lead us to this show. I asked the first question I asked was, are disagreements necessary? The second question I asked is, do you agree with Kirk or the street preacher? And so I had a few of you guys chiming in and responding via Twitter and Facebook. Um, on Twitter, I had the lone wolf Christian say, yes, disagreements are necessary, especially because instead of us all agreeing on something blatantly unbiblical, by disagreeing, we can point out errors and help each other get closer to Christ. I love that response. Um, the lone wolf also responded and said, 
I agree with the street preacher. So that was one for the street preacher. Let me go to Facebook and see some other responses because I have some other responses on Facebook. Now, my boy Jay Bryan, who I just shouted out, where is he on here? He's, his response was, bro, and now he said he had this response concerning the the preacher, the street preacher sitting down with Kurt Franklin after he rebuked him publicly. He said, bro, he shouldn't have recorded this. Then to upload it to YouTube, the rebuke was sound. So in other words, he agrees that with every um, the initial rebuke by the street preacher on Kurt, he says there was no need for a personal meeting. Unless Kirk was ready to repent, it was already established that they disagreed. You know, that's a, that's a strong point. He has a very good point there. Um, who else? Let me go check out another post because there's at least two more posts that I want to read to you. Okay, so my sister, Tara Eden, this is like my sister, um, one of my, like, a, I consider her to be a little sister. Um, Tara responded and said, I don't know about this approach though. She said, I don't know about this approach though. I know it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. I know some people get scared into, into getting saved, but it's, it's knowing how much God loves you that keeps you saved. Now, granted, love does chasten and correct, but that's God and the word doing the correcting and chastening. So I believe we just stick to the word, teach the word, preach the word. Then the Holy Spirit himself will draw men. Cause, uh, will draw men and, and, cause hearts and cause hearts to change. I also do know we all are. Man, these words are whipping me. I'm sorry. I also do know we are all the body of Christ. And while one ministry may be. The hand, the other, the other, the heart, the other, the neck. Who knows which which body part Kirk Franklin's ministry is? So, uh, Tara's post, um, I, I like her her response. I'm not sure if this fully applies to Kirk Franklin. Um, now, the street preacher, um, when you if you um, remember the interaction between the street preacher and Kurt Franklin, he wouldn't even shake Kurt Franklin's hand. He wouldn't even shake his hand. And, and, and so when we look at scripture, where did he get that from? He, he gets that from second John chapter one, verse nine through 11. It says in second John first one, uh, chapter one, verse nine through 11, it says everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the father and the son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. So, so the street preacher, um, doesn't, didn't seem initially didn't seem like he considered Kurt Franklin a brother. In other words, he considered him. It seems like he in in the initial um, interaction he considered Kurt Franklin to be a false teacher or a wolf. And so in 
second john it says man don't even greet them and, and he said it he says i don't want to like he he said i didn't want to be viewed as approving what kirk is doing and so i can i can respect that i can actually respect that and i understand and so when i look at all of this like this whole entire situation with kirk and, and the street preacher it it makes me Okay, what I want to do is I want us to look at this situation um, from a biblical lens, right? And, and, and so while we're looking at the, the Kurt Franklin and the street preacher interaction, I want to cover three areas with you guys. Three areas. The first, and they're in the form of questions. The first is, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? The second question is, what is not the gospel? What's not the gospel? And then the third is, what is our responsibility as believers to share the gospel? And so I'm going to hit these three points again, just so you understand where we're going. And I'm going to tie into this situation with Kurt Franklin and the street preacher, because I know there's some of us who are like, man, man, the street preacher's approach was too raw. Um, it's too harsh. Um, and so the first question is, what is the gospel? The second question is, what's not the gospel? And the third question is, what is our responsibility as believers to share the gospel? What what does that look like? And so some of us are looking at the situation and like, man, this was like, man, it's, it's harsh. Is harsh, and I think some some of us look at this situation and 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 can be quick to say, "Man, this was too harsh" or whatever, um, because I think that I think in the American church here in America, I think pop culture has conditioned us so much to be lackadaisical when it comes to evangelism because we're so concerned with people liking us. We're so concerned with not losing opportunities. We're so concerned with not offending people that we care more about what people think about us than we do their soul. I'm going to say that again. We care more about what people think about us or our reputation in the world than we do the salvation of their soul. Um, and I've used a, a similar or this analogy before. If someone is driving and they're about to run a red light uh, and, and run into traffic or or someone is driving and not paying attention and they're about to drive off of a cliff, you're not going to say, hey, I'm not going to scream at that person. I don't want to offend them. You're going to scream at the top of your lungs and say, hey, pay attention, hit the brakes, because if you don't hit the brakes, you're going to die. And so I really believe that. We in the church, as Christians, we we have to have an urgency concerning souls. And I think I think the urgency is 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 gone. And, and, and I wasn't even meaning to go this way, but because I'm about to jump. This is all still dealing with the Kurt Franklin and the street preacher situation. But I think that we in the church, we've lost our urgency because we don't realize that we're listening we're following Christian celebrities, Christian celebrity preachers, Christian celebrity artists, and, and we're following their lead and they don't even 
believe in the justice of God. In other words, they don't even believe hell is real. I've run into different pastors who I have personal relationships with, um, some that I know better than others who don't even believe in hell or, or they struggle with the thought of hell. And they're pastors. They're teaching people every week. What's the what? Why is that problematic? Because the, the doctrine of hell directly has to do. You can't separate the doctrine of hell from the nature of God because it's a direct reflection on God's justice and God's holiness. And so and so if you when we're listening to these preachers and they're preaching around sin, they're preaching, um, they're they're tiptoeing around sin and, and calling it grace. It sets us up to not have an urgency to win souls to Christ because there's not a judgment coming in their theology. There's not. A wrath, the wrath of God does not exist in their theology. And so what happens is when 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 a preacher comes along crying out loud, crying out loud and, and, and sparing not, we view that person as unloving and doing too much. Because we've been conditioned by celebrity Christians who have no urgency to preach the gospel because they're more concerned with fame. They're more concerned with recognition. Uh, something that really bothered me in the interaction with Kurt Franklin and the street preacher, uh, when the street preacher pointed out the fact that, hey, Kurt, you're, you're, you're in front of all of these people. You're dancing. You're doing Michael Jackson moves. Kind of funny to me. Uh, you're doing all of these moves, shaking your hips and all of this stuff. But you're not preaching the gospel. And Kirk was like, I proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And he said, that's not enough. You got to call them to repentance. You got you got to tell them to turn to Christ. And, and Kirk, Kirk's response really bothered me because Kirk was like. Now, do you think an award show is the right place to do that? Wow. In my in my mind, the, the first thing I thought to myself, what better place? What better place when you have all of these non-believers who are celebrating darkness and sin and fornication, blaspheming God? And what better place to preach the gospel? But listen, I don't want to get too far ahead. So listen, this is what I want to do. I want to deal with what is the gospel? What's not the gospel? And then what is our responsibility as believers to share the gospel? I think all of this is important. So what is the gospel? Let's look at Romans 1.16. Paul says, for I am, I am not ashamed. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's look at John 3.16, verse 16 through 21. A lot of times when we hear the scripture, we stop at verse 16, but I think the full context of the gospel is caught in all of these texts. 
And so John chapter three, verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Now check out this, because we know, amen, to all of this. Verse 18, though, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. In other words, you're in danger if you don't, if you're not saved. If a person is not a Christian or has, if a person has not placed faith in Christ, and I'm talking about biblical faith, turned from their sins and, and, and repented of their sins and put trust in Christ. The Bible says they, they're condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. Verse 19, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Verse 20, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clear clearly seeing that his works has been carried out in God. Man, this is the gospel. Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. This is the last one. Ver verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Wow. That's the gospel. So the gospel is believing that Jesus is who he said he is, the son of God, God manifested in the flesh, and that he came to die for your sins. And so it is that belief isn't just believing that he did it, but it is a belief that is of repentance. Because see, the devil, see, demons even believe. The Bible says even demons believe and tremble. But this belief that 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 the Bible is referring to is a belief that that puts his trust in Christ. In other words, just like a person jumping out of an airplane trusts in the parachute, that's how we're to trust in Christ and his work and his finished work on the cross and his righteousness. Because our righteousness is but filthy rags. And so that is the gospel. Turning from our wicked ways and putting faith in Christ. Asking the Lord to forgive us from all, from all unrighteousness. Turning from fornication. The Bible says that let them that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And so the purpose of the gospel summed up in simply what is the gospel? The gospel is repent and believe. Repent and believe. And so what's not the gospel? The gospel isn't that Jesus came to make us happy. That's not the gospel. The gospel isn't that, oh, he's going to bring you out of the storm or he's going to bring you uh, onto the other side. The gospel isn't singing praise songs to Jesus. 
Now listen, there's nothing wrong with these things. And and these things are by are, should be byproducts of believing the gospel, but they are not the gospel. The, 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 I'm hoping that I'm being clear here. So so God giving us peace that pass of our understanding, that is the result of the gospel, but that is not what defines the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and repenting and believing in that. That is the gospel. And so what's not the gospel? God is going to make me happy. God is going to make me rich. God is going to uh, going to turn my situation around. See, God, God can do that to people who aren't saved. The Bible says that God reigns on the just and the unjust alike. And so there are people walking around who has millions of dollars in their bank account, live in the best neighborhoods, drive the best cars. Their businesses are flourishing, but they literally have no relationship with Jesus Christ. And they're on their way to hell. We cannot consider associating Jesus' uh, name with, with worldly prosperity as the gospel. That's not the gospel. And so what's not the gospel? Those, those things are not the gospel. The third point, what is our responsibility as believers to share the gospel? Because a lot of times, you know, I, I know for me, when I first saw the clip of the street preacher, I was like, man, that's kind of harsh, man. He's going in. But I also realized that there are more than one way to evangelize. The Bible, like we see open air preachers and and we're like, man, man, that's not the right way to do it, man. That That doesn't work. You know, that's unloving or. And listen, I'll say this. All street preachers are not created equally. Like we got to we have to stop putting people, clumping people in the same category. Like not all black churches are the same. Not all white churches are the same. Not all neighborhood like, like not all people are the same. Like we have to learn how to judge people's character on on individual basis. And so there's more than one way to evangelize. And those who are looking at the street preacher and saying, man, that's not the right way to do it. That doesn't work. First of all, we don't know how God deals with people. We don't know. Like, see, we try to use crafty. um, We try to do crafty things to win people to Christ when ultimately it is the Holy Spirit that draws men to the to, 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 to the father. It is Christ who draws men. No man comes to the Father but by me. And, and the, the, it is the Spirit that draws the heart of men. And of course, God operates through our love. And, and, and we have, the, the Bible talks about us being gentle as a dove, um, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. But the Bible also says, cry, uh, cry out loud and spare not. The Bible also tells us to be bold. And it, it and so there is a balance um, that we as believers have to be conscious of um, 
not backing down and shying away from what we believe because we don't know how God is dealing with people. You might be on a corner on a megaphone calling people to repentance and you don't know God may have given five of the people that that that's going to hear your voice today a dream that 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 convicts them or or a dream of telling them to repent or a dream of 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 coming doom. <laughs> we don't know. My point is we don't know how God is dealing with people. Our responsibility as Christians is to preach. So our responsibility as believers to share the gospel. Let's look at Mark 16 verse 5 verse 15. And this is Jesus talking. And he said to them, "Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all creation." Preach the gospel to every creature. I'm reminded of Paul in Acts chapter 17. The Bible, when, when Paul arrived in Athens, the Bible says that he observed the idolatry in the land and he was stirred up in his spirit. And because he was stirred up in his spirit, the Bible says that he began to contend for the faith. He began to preach the gospel. And the Bible says he disputed daily in the marketplace and in the synagogues. So Paul was in the streets contending for the faith, calling people to repentance and faith in Christ, preaching Jesus to non-believers. Some of us would probably see Paul and be like, man, that's that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And then and then Paul goes to Mars Hill and he begins to proclaim Jesus. Now, Mars Hill is, you know, because the street preacher pointed out the BET Awards is not the proper place. You know, uh, or, or Kurt Franklin basically said that the BET Awards isn't the proper place to preach the gospel. Well, I'll submit to you that Paul preached on Mars Hill and Mars Hill was probably worse than the BET Awards. Or just as worse, Mars Hill was the was a place of false gods. Um, There was an inscription written on Mars Hill unto the unknown God. And you had all of these philosophers and and different uh, pagans coming and 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 sharing their false gods and and their beliefs. But what made Paul different was he didn't just come on on Mars Hill and share Christ, but he shared Christ as the true and living God. And he says, "Hey, the, the God that you're saying are saying is unknown. He has a name and he's the true and living God and all the other gods are false and you must repent and believe in him. And so Paul comes into Mars Hill. Or into BT and he's not shaking his hips, he's not he's not singing a song or he he's he's calling sinners to repentance he's calling them to repentance because their blood will be on his hands if he does not woe unto me if i don't preach the gospel i think that was paul that said that one of the apostles said i believe it was paul woe unto me if i don't preach the gospel listen when the street preacher said man their blood is going to be on your hand that may seem harsh 
That may seem harsh, but we have a responsibility to proclaim the gospel to every creature. To, to every creature. Now, before I go forward, now some people might be like, well, what about like, you do, do you proclaim the gospel on your job? Do you like, what if I'm a lawyer? What if I'm, listen, there's a difference between being a, a Christian artist who, who, who for a living preaches a message like as an artist, your job is literally to communicate a message. <laughs> like for me, I, I've shared my faith with people that I work with because I believe in, in sharing the gospel. But my job, my, my, my nine to five per se, my, the purpose of my nine to five isn't to communicate a message. Now, I, I let my light so shine before men that they see my good works, that they glorify the Father in heaven. And I look for opportunities to share Jesus, but my actual job isn't a job where I'm putting out art that communicates a message. When we look at Christian artists or artists like Kirk, their job is literally to communicate a message. And so there's there's a difference. Back to our responsibility as believers to share the gospel. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one through five, Paul says to his son, Timothy, in the gospel, he says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. And by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Now, check this. He says reprove. That means correct. He says reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now, some of you might be like, well, Timothy was a pastor. I'm not a pastor. Let me go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And, and we're not, and this time we're not going to just stop at verse 17, but we're going to read through verse 21. Paul says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. That's talking about all believers. That's pastors, non-pastors, that's usher, whatever. That's everybody. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Verse 18. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So all of us, every believer has the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? Verse 19, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message Somebody say the message, the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
God making this appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, every believer has the the message of reconciliation. What is the message of reconciliation? It is be reconciled back to God. That is the gospel. Adam fell away from God. All of us are in Adam. So Christ being the second Adam, when we trust in Christ, we are reconciled back to God. We put on the second Adam. We put on Christ and we are reconciled back to God. And he says, because you've been reconciled back to God, you have the message of reconciliation. Or in other words, you have the responsibility to share, preach, teach. The message that you have been a partaker of. This is good. (laughs) We all have the responsibility to preach the gospel. Every Christian. Now check this out. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11. This is the part where. It's important because some of us are like, well, the, the worship, Kirk, Kirk doesn't have a responsibility. Well, he he doesn't have a responsibility to preach like he doesn't. That's not that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. Come out from among them and be separate. And, and some of us may be like, well, he's still he's still representing Christ. He's still talking about Christ. But is he reproving? Is he correcting? Is he saying, turn away from fornication, trust in Christ? Is he saying, turn away from murder, turn away from blasphemy? Because I've sure, I sure have seen Kirk and other Christian artists publicly affirm blasphemers. I've seen the Clark sisters Excited that that Jay-Z sampled their their song. Amen. I've seen Kurt affirm Kanye West and, and say, man, I wish God would have given me Jesus Walks. And Jesus Walks is not a Christian song. The purpose of Jesus Walks is basically to say that God walks with me in my mess. In other words, God is merciful and affirms my mess. That's not that's not a biblical worldview. And so. Here's the thing that let me read this, let me read this first, because I'm I'm getting fired up. This is so important to me, man. This stuff is there are souls at stake. And when we as Christians are before the world and we don't preach reconciliation when we don't reprove rebuke and call to repentance and say hey turn from sin put your trust in christ hell is real he died so you wouldn't have to go when we don't warn people we are presenting a false gospel this is why the preacher the street preacher was so so raw and straightforward with kirk Because it's not a game. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. 
This is all Bible, y'all. Ephesians 5, verse 1 through 11. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Verse 2, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Verse 3. Now, this is important. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Verse 4. Let there be no filthy nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are, are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Verse 5, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of of disobedient therefore do not become partaker partners with them now check this out verse 7 says don't become partners with them partners with who the sons of disobedience does that mean we're not to minister to them no that's not what it's saying we minister to non-believers we minister to to the kanye's of the world we minister to people but it says do not partner with them don't become partners with them verse 8 for at one time you were darkness man hold on one second i lost my spot i just want to make sure because i'm on my computer it says Verse 8, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Verse 9, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Verse 10, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Now, this is the important part. I didn't want to just skip to verse 11, but I want to give you God everything. Verse 11 says, take no part. In the unfruitful works of darkness. But instead expose them. Instead expose them. Expose them. So I shouldn't. If, if I. Okay. Being an artist myself. I've had. Obviously I'm not on Kurt Franklin's level. I'm not trying to assert that but i've had secular artists who who've had who who have um just as big of a following as path of revelation if not bigger want to feature on a track and they like man we'll do a pot we'll do a positive song with you we'll even do a christian song but they have no attention of Walking in the ways of Christ. In other words, they're going to do the Christian song with me and then they're going to go back to rapping about fornication. They're going to go back to rapping about money and glorifying idolatry. And woe unto me if I partner with them, because what happens is I'm sending a mixed message that all you have to do is sing a Christian song. All you have to do is praise the Lord while I'm singing my song. All you have to do is go to church on Sunday, 
and that's good enough, but you can live any type of way you want to live. You don't have to truly put faith in Christ. That, my friends, is a false gospel. It sends the message that you can serve God while serving the devil at the same time. It sends the message that you can serve God while serving your flesh. This is why I, I strongly disagree with people like Lecrae. This is why I strongly disagree with a Reach Records or Kurt Franklin. Because it is leading people astray. And I've seen Christians that I know personally who don't even look like Christians anymore. Because they're, they're following the lead of Christians, celebrity Christians like, like a Lecrae and Kurt Franklin. They don't even post on social media like they're Christians. Because people like Lecrae and a Kurt Franklin, and I know this is coming off harsh, but I don't care. It's out of love. They follow the lead of these Christian celebrities who water down the gospel. Who says, hey, you can celebrate the world while celebrating Christ at the same time. While never exposing the works of darkness. Well, never pre see, here's the thing. We become complicit with evil when we do not address evil in light of the gospel. In other words, silence becomes approval. Silence concerning what? What? Because some of us are like, man, well, they mentioned Jesus. They, they mentioned Christ. No, the context of how you mention Christ. If I'm going to be surrounded by people celebrating fornication and homosexuality, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm not going to just sit around and say, hey, Jesus loves you. I'm going to say, hey, you must repent. We must turn away from homosexuality. We must turn away from fornication. These things are against the God who created us. These things are against the God who who died on the cross for our sins. Turn. And what comes, and be it may what comes, we have to value the message of the gospel more than ourselves. We have to value the, the message of the gospel more than the approval of men. And this is why G, a lot of us, um, a lot of us take the mentality, and I know I'm giving you guys a mouthful, but a lot of us take the mentality that, oh, well, Jesus was, was famous. The apostles were famous. Hello. Their fame got them killed. <laughs> Jesus' fame got him killed. The apostles' fame got them killed. Because they love not their own lives. They had a mindset, for God I live, for God I die. And that's where we have to get to as Christians. For God, I live. For God, I die. It, my life is not my own. Woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. James chapter 4, verse 4 says, you adulterous people. Sounds like the street preacher right now. You adulterous people. Do you not know that the friendship with the world is enmity with God? In other words, when we as Christians come into agreement with the world, that's, that's saying that we hate God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend 
of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That is scripture. That is scripture. I've heard a couple of interviews with Kirk Franklin responding to the two incidents between him and the street preacher from on the street and in the second meeting they had. And one of the things that he kept saying to me that was interesting is that the street preacher was taking scriptures out of context, but he never articulated how the scriptures were taken out of context. And also what was a red flag to me as far as the Kurt Franklin sit down, this is just to give you guys something to chew on because I don't hate Kurt Franklin. I don't. But I do hate what he represents. And that's a watered down church. The red flag, another red flag that I saw concerning the Kurt Franklin situation is Kurt Franklin has been doing what he's doing as a gospel artist for over 20 years. He's been a gospel artist for over 20 years. Yet when he sat down with the street preacher, he needed his pastor, Tony Evans, to communicate why he's doing what he's doing. Listen, if you can't defend your position biblically on your own, that's probably a sign that you need to sit down and stop what you're doing. Like if I'm doing something for 20 years, I'm not about to, I don't need my pastor as much as I love my pastor. I don't need my pastor to, hey, pastor, could you explain to him like why, why I'm doing this? Why what I'm doing is right. No, I should be able to know. I should be able to communicate that after 20 years. I should be mature enough unless what I'm doing is actually against the Bible. But listen, I understand some of us, some of us believe in, 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 in the system so much. We believe in the music industry so much. We, we look up to people like Jay-Z's and Beyonce's. It's crazy. These people are evil. They're evil. That doesn't mean that they don't deserve grace or that they don't need grace, but it is what it is. Like we believe as Christians, we believe in systems that are wicked. Because they do a good job of entertaining us. But they're wicked. Man, we got to put on the mind of Christ. It's time for the church to stand up. It's time to say, hey, I'm going to do what God says, even if it's not popular. And I'm going to follow the word of God. We have to start viewing culture through the lens of scripture. And stop viewing scripture through the lens of culture. If God be God, let God be true and let every man be a liar. I'm going to follow Christ. And so I think it's clear I, I do I do agree with the street preacher. And I'm just at a place now, like especially as a as an artist, 
I don't care about fame. I don't care about recognition. I don't care about these award shows. Like, I don't, I think we've adopted the mindset that, that being famous is the most effective way to win people to Christ. Like, the bigger the record deal, the bigger the stage, the better it is for the kingdom of God. When in actuality, most of these people that are in these positions of, of, of celebrity start, Christian celebrity stardom, they're not preaching the gospel when they are on these stages. Just because you mention Jesus doesn't mean you're preaching the gospel. A lot of times I think it does more damage to mention Jesus in these atmospheres without preaching the gospel. Because it gives people a sense of false security. Like, all I got to do is sing along to Lecrae's song, or all I got to do is sing along to Kirk's song, and I'm in right, I have a relationship with God. And they're on their way to hell. That's not cool. That's, that's, that's bad. And so, some of us have, are, um, are looking for deals, and we're looking for bigger, st- big stages, and we're not even preaching the gospel to our neighbors and our family members. Christ doesn't need a bigger stage. He desires and needs submitted vessels. Because a lot of times these stages actually dilute dilute the message. We're trying to entertain people to Jesus. And people are being one to our entertainment, not to the God of Scripture. It is the word that transforms. It is the word. It is the spirit that gives life. And so our music as our music can't save people. It's it's Jesus that saves people. It's the word of God that saves. And yes, if, if the word is in our music, praise God and God can use us as vessels. But sometimes we act like we're the ones that's saving people. And so we try to outsmart God. We have to stop trying to outsmart God and do it God's way. And so listen, if you guys have any questions or any comments, feel free to write in. Hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Facebook, or just go to pathofrevelationnow.com and leave your comments concerning this show or any questions or any future segments. Or future topics you would like me to address. Just leave it there. I'll address it. But listen. Thank you guys for listening. Let's honor Christ with our lives. This is the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.